What is it you want? Real estate. It's the Red Hot Real Estate Show, where we can all find out how's it going for buyers and sellers in the real estate market. I have died and gone to real estate heaven. Looking to move? Hoping to sell? Call in with your questions to real estate expert Mimi Shoneman with Remax Results. I'm going to go out and buy a house. Here she is, your host, Mimi Shoneman. Yes, she is here, Mimi Shoneman, host of the Red Hot Real Estate Show and licensed realtor from Remax Results and the Red Hot Real Estate Group. How's it going over there, Mimi? Good morning. Hello, hello, hello. And we are um, always happy to have our mortgage experts on. So on the line with us, Shelly Ferris is with us as well. Good morning, Shelly. Well, Shelly is here, we promise, because I've been talking to <laughs> you her. You know, Shelly will be on there in a second, so we'll wait, sir, and give that a second. You know, I'm not going to, um, you know, it's, it, we are in the midst of change. There are all the things that are going on, so we are fine. So, Sonny, you let me know when we think we get Shelly on the line, okay? So she's going to give us a thing, and we'll get back to Shelly in just a second. So, Mimi, we also are going to let everybody know what's going on on our website. If you go to mytalk1071.com and you just use the keyword red hot, we have all kinds of updated links for them and information. Absolutely. And so we've got a brand new video this week from some experts on what's happening in nationwide with mm-hmm. the market. And of course, we have links where you can shop for properties. Um, you can go to viewgreaterminneapolishomes.com. And also, um, there's links on there if you are facing foreclosure or divorce. Um, so be sure and check that out. We know there's been a lot going on in the world. Right. And so it feels like that the world is moving on the dime. And so we know that that can cause issues with folks out there. So um, if you're having to go into forbearance, which is what we're going to be talking about a little later with Shelly. Right. Um, we we know that that is on your mind, first and foremost, that that's an issue and what you need to know about that. Um, we're also going to be talking to Shelly about credit right? and what you need to be thinking about if you're facing uh, any sort of unemployment, that sort of thing. And, um, you know, so any question that you have about what's going on in the market right now. And Shelly, I believe we do still call you our credit contessa. Shelly, are you with us now? Oh, yeah. I hope I am. Am there I? we are. Yes, you are. Can you are. hear me now? Yes, Yay. I can. can you hear me now? And All so, right. <laughs> Shelly, I think you also had some change in your life as well. Boy, I tell you, I just, there wasn't enough, you know, we had the COVID thing, we've got, you know, the unrest that we're all uh, witnessing and involved in, and um, I, in the midst, switched companies. I no Ah. longer work for Sierra Pacific Mortgage. I'm happy to announce I'm working for Caliber Home Loans, and uh, their NMLS number, which is 15422. Uh, they are fantastic. I've been really, really happy with the move. Very recent. So excited. Hey, so, look at you, little miss overachiever. Yeah. You know, kind so. of thing. There's not enough change in your life. You're going to add some more. Yeah. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Now you should have to buy a house because, you know, let's just add that to the stressors. Right. Right. So, Shelly. Right. Exactly. So let's just talk a little bit about why you made the move to Caliber Home Loans and what was important Very to you good. in your company and why you made that choice. Well, we, we thank you, Mimi, for asking that question. It's important to know those things. And with the whole COVID, uh, you know, adventure that we're going through here, it changed a lot in the financial world. And the financial world did a lot of retractions. And my company that I worked for uh, decided to do away with some products that I felt really helped, especially our local community here. And it included the first-time homebuyer loans. Right. And we've talked about those a lot on, mm-hmm. on, on air here. It's an important product 
to have on your menu. And if they weren't going to bring it back and it didn't sound like they were, then I needed to make the change to a company that that was with those programs still. All of them, every single first-time homebuyer program imaginable on the menu, we have it. We're excited. Well, wonderful. And especially right now where people are looking for that uh, additional, uh, just to know that you have someone like Shelly in your court to help you navigate these things, because it's complex enough as it is. So to have someone who is a great resource and really knows how to work these things, we understand it's a complicated scenario. Absolutely. And so it's great to have somebody like Shelly on board to help you figure that out. Exactly. And then Shelly, let's talk a little bit about what those first-time homebuyer requirements are, because a lot of people might think, well, I've bought a home in the past, and I might not be able to use that, but that's not true, is it? No, it's not. Very good point, Mimi. There, you know, we kind of refer to it inside the business as the second time homebuyer <laughs> program, but uh, there are two levels with first time homebuyer money or bond money from the state of Minnesota. And the two levels are startup and step up. Okay. And step up is yes, I have owned a home in the last three years. Uh, so you would think that would disqualify you then to be able to use this assistance money, but there's step up. And step up also allows for down payment assistance. And there's some little different criteria with it. You still have to have your $1,000 invested in the transaction. But sometimes you just don't have enough for that down payment when you're getting out of that house. For whatever reason, it's it's cut too thin. So that's a resource. Don't leave that shop you where you don't want to live anymore. We can help you. I think it's also interesting for somebody that's gone through that first time home buyer. You know, yeah, actually said I had a house before, but I learned a lot even because they have you take these classes, these online classes. Yeah. And, and, and in, as someone who had a house before, or at least I had my townhouse and is and host this show every week with you for two, two wonderful years. for two years <laughs> with you two wonderful um, uh, human beings. I still was like, oh yeah, that's different. Okay, so I it did also. It's a it's a very educational process for you and prepares you well to be able to go into that next step. I think that anytime you're sitting in a class, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Like you, we have to do continuing ed so many hours every year. And, um, you know, if you've heard it before, it's kind of like one of those things when, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. <laughs> right. You know, it's like, I knew that, but, but now it sounds so new. Right. I don't know. Yeah. And oh, that's great. I'm sure too with you, Shelly, um, the same thing for you. We're always learning and trying to be better. Oh. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I look at loans like puzzles, like, yes. okay, where are we going to fit this one in? You right. know, it, there's, a, there's a place for everything. So you have to work with the professionals that know about all the different boxes of puzzles there are. Then. Yes. <laughs> well, I, I think bravo to you, Shelley, um, for having the courage in the middle of all of this um, ordeals that Correct. we're going through and the coronavirus and the a civil unrest mm-hmm. and all of the things that are happening in our world. And yet you took the step to do something in your business that you knew would matter to the consumer. So that is really exciting. Right. And it is, Thank you. you know, it's important to have people like you and, and remind people that you exist. And so if you're sitting at home and going, I can't, there's no way it's too hard. There are people like Shelly out there that can help you. And there's people like Mimi that'll go, no, 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 no. Let me help you line this up. Here's what you, here's what you should work on right now. Here's how we, you know, we talked about even just what's going on right now. Just thinking about changing safety measures and what's going on and, and, you know, going, okay, it's really cool to be able to 
uh, window shop, as we call it, on ViewGreaterMinneapolisHomes.com. But then also when it gets to the point that you need an uh, experienced person to help you go and look at the house, Mimi knows all the things to do to help you go. Not only can I look at this house, but I can do it safely. You know, it, it really is a different experience. Um, we try to do so much of the things that you would have ordinarily done face to face. Right. You can do online now or FaceTime or, you know, Zoom or what have you mm-hmm. and get all of that stuff taken care of up front. And then when you're in the home these days, um, depending on what the seller's instructions are, because the seller is the one that owns the home that you want to see. Right. We follow their rules and make sure that we're doing things safely. So wearing masks, mm-hmm. um, making sure that we've got the, the Clorox wipes if they're available. Often uh, taking off your shoes. Yeah, yeah, taking off the shoes, not touching mm-hmm. things, mm-hmm. especially. And preparing for bathroom breaks, believe that or not, that is really critical because if you've got a line of properties that you're seeing and let's just say that you have an irritable bowel syndrome or, or something, and it's very real. Yeah. And, you know, something will come on very fast and you'll need to go to the bathroom. Well, now days that is really uh not not recommended at all um so we want to plan for things like that that are unexpected and so for you shelly what sorts of things are you doing right now um to that you didn't do four months ago right you know i always met clients face to face that was some that was kind of a benchmark of my business because you you can read people better when you can see their face and their right. eyes and you know and really know if they grasped what you're talking about or if we need to go over that again or you know I, I pride myself in that and man um, this distance stuff right what's yeah. that all about so I do FaceTime meetings now and kind of like backed into that if you will <laughs> a lot of phone stuff a lot of online stuff and then um, you know. I can put people six feet away from myself in my office. We do that. Right. So whatever the client's most comfortable with, you know, and I purposely take that wipe out and wipe everything down just before they're walking in the door so they notice that, that I'm doing that. They don't have to take it for granted. They can see it. Right. Um, yeah. Same kind of measures you're doing. It's a different day. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, we are going to cover some other information about the different day that we're in right now. We're going to talk about some of those forbearance consequences that are out there. If you are in a situation where that sounds like something that's good for you, we're going to let you know the pros and the cons of it. We're also going to give you some additional information to make you be able to Get into that home, even though we are in the midst of change. You can call us at 651-641-1071. We'll be right back on the Red Hot Real Estate Show. Welcome back to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 1071. Also streaming on MyTalk1071.com. I'm Miss Shannon here with Mimi Shuneman from the Red Hot Real Estate Group and also Shelly Ferris from Caliber Home Loans. You can call us at 651-641-1071. Okay, so Shelly, we're going to just jump right in. So in case people are not aware of the term forbearance, let's just first define what it is. Great, yes. Okay, so forbearance is when you've called your mortgage company and you have negotiated to not make any payments for a period of time. This has most commonly been associated with student loans, and people have gone into the same kind of uh, arrangement to not pay their student loans for a period of time if they couldn't afford it. Uh, it's come into play now because it was part of the CARES Act that was passed in, I think, early April it was, Yeah, that uh, uh, you don't have to make your payments for a period of time. Your mortgage company has to accept that that's what you're going to do. And so 
all kinds of, of uh, stuff has been leaking out there on the Internet as far as what is the ramifications, what, you know, what if this, kind of what we're about to talk about here, Mimi. Only recently have the agencies come out with their direction, so that's what we're here to talk about. Okay, because I know if I go to your website, if I go to CaliberHomeLoans.com, you have it right there on the front page. If you are interested in a forbearance plan, we can work on that with you. So I clear, clearly this is something that's top of mind for you all the time, Shelley. Absolutely. We get a lot of inquiries about it, mm-hmm. and everybody's situation is different. Right. So uh, that's why there's a process that you go through, and um, at the end of it, you're approved for a forbearance where you don't have to make the payments currently for, say, three months, six months, up to 12 months, I've heard some. But at the end of that forbearance, what happens? And right. that's the part that recently the agencies have come out with now. And they've determined that they will. There's a, there's a number of things that mortgage companies can do. You can either um, pay it at that time, at the end of the forbearance period. You can basically hand them a bag of money and say, "Here you go. I'm now all caught up with my mortgage." Um, and that's what initially they thought was going to happen. And um, I think that was really a silly thing. To okay. If your mortgage payment is $2,000 a month and you can't pay it now, <laughs> right? who's to say in 12 months you can pay 24000 Exactly. Right out yeah. of, you know, let's just write me write you a check. <laughs> right. I don't know. It's- those are things that make you shake your head. If Those I ended up with piles, if, if I had piles of, if I knew I had piles of money in my future, I wouldn't be asking for a forbearance. Exactly. It's counterintuitive. Right. So, right. Yes. So, so, uh, so they've come up with these alternatives. So then they, they talk to you. They, when I say they, I'm talking about your institution that you make your payment to. That's the they in this example. And uh, they'll, they'll give you options and they'll say, okay, um, you can either uh, uh, tack it uh, onto your house as a lien that will then be paid if you refinance or if you sell your property. Okay. Um, or you can, and if you're not comfortable with that, you can do a modification to your mortgage to basically absorb that money into the loan lien that's currently on the property that you were forbearing. So, Shelly, so, go ahead. Uh, modifications is a scary word. That's yes. what I was just going to say, but you go ahead because I think that's what you were going to ask. And that's <laughs> different than what we had even like the information that we had, we'll say, a month ago. It seems like we were getting a lot more of the right. information that said either you got that balloon payment or it was we'll tack it on to the end, which I think if as a someone who is uh, familiar with student loans, that's kind of what you were accustomed to. They'll just extend how long you do right. it. So how does this modification, right. that sounds different though, right? Yes, and and what do you think of modifications? Maybe you know, have you come across them? In in the day when the foreclosures were big in the last down recession, that not anytime somebody said, "Oh, I've modified my loan," and I'm like, "No, please right. tell me you didn't." Um, <laughs> yes. That was an issue yes. because what was happening is they were going and renegotiating the terms with their lender, and then their interest rate went up and their payment went up. Mm-hmm. And so, right. Shelly, what are you seeing for today's modification? So I have not yet seen what, they, what they've agreed to or what people will be agreeing to at the end because we're not to the end of any of those. But I am seeing a, all of a sudden all of these people that I'm coming in contact with are either refinancing their houses that are currently in a modification 
or they are um, selling their homes and there was a modification on that loan. And the terms that are coming out are just you, your eyes bug out. Mm. People that, like I have a lady right now that I'm working with, on we're doing a refinance, and her modification paperwork shows that most of the equity from the home that she's refinancing that has gained from the time that she modified to now, most of that equity is captured by the mortgage company. Whoa, so her wow. payoff is $40,000 higher than what it shows on her credit report. I mean, let's, wow. Let's just dive into that a little bit, Shelly. Just restate that, her what you just last said. Right. So her payoff, so we're doing her refinance. I pull her credit. It shows a mortgage amount. And when the payoff comes in, based off of how I'm reading these modifications, she'd agreed to back in 2013 to pay a percentage of the gain from that day to the day they pay off that mortgage, which is what they'll do with this refinance. And the percentage, the lion's share, goes to this mortgage company. So instead of refinancing the amount she thought, she'll have to refinance a full $40,000 more. And, and and it's not like you don't want to do it because it's only going to get worse. I mean, as right. her house increases, that percentage isn't going to go away. So why is she deciding to refinance now? Because she wants to get away from that modification. They've wanted to do it for a while, but for various reasons, they haven't been able to. They're in the position to do it, and now the payoff is coming off that much higher. Mm. So it's it's still in her best interest to do, because she was planning to do some cash out, to do some improvements and such. She'll just get far less cash out now than what she thought she was going to be getting. Okay, so... so Amazing, right? The motivation for her to do this was the interest rates are great and then also so to get that modification off of her books and exactly. to take a little bit of money and make some improvements right, right. exactly okay. right so but yeah. she's going to stay in the home and and live it out that way so this was better for her right oh. and 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 think of it in i haven't i had another realtor mention to me that she had one where it didn't, it was not all the way until they got almost to the closing table. She was selling her house and buying on, and she was supposed to get roughly seventy-seven thousand dollars from the sale of her house, and she ended up getting seven thousand. And they didn't know about it until almost closing, because that's when the title company, you know, digs up the modification and all those things come out. <laughs> These are really Boy, did that ever change her financing for the next so, transaction. And just right? hearing the stories is confusing me. So how do I look at that and go, I'm in this boat that I'm I have a unreasonable modification. What do I even look at? So Shelly, so the first thing that we want people to know is when you're listing the house, you, you should call your bank and get a written statement of what your payoff is. Um, your realtor needs to know that information, as does your mortgage lender. Um, it, it is not cool to show up, at, you know, in a, with $70,000 deficit, you know, when you thought you were going to get that. I don't even know how that transaction, did that even close, Shelly? So the sale did because, oh. the, you know, the payoff, that wasn't anything part of the transaction. But the purchase now is delayed until she can put some other assets together to be able to do that. But, you know, people don't even think to mention that at the time of listing their property, but they really need to know it's important information for the realtor. It's it's essential for the realtor because we have to do what's called a, a net proceeds sheet, an estimate for the seller. 
And I, I can see how that could happen in 2013. That that was quite a long time ago. And a lot has happened. Right. And especially right now, you know, maybe you just didn't you just forgot it was there. You just used to making the payment. But you do need to know exactly what you owe the bank mm-hmm. long before you jump in and, and write an offer on another house. Because a lot of times what happens is you'll make an offer contingent on the sale of your house and then your buyer will make a, con- a contingent offer on the sale of that. And and typically all purchase agreements are subject to financing okay. unless you're paying cash. Right, Shelley? Right, exactly. Yes. So, you know, you've got a trickle effect. So if if something happens in your transaction, it can go deep. It can go way back and affect a whole lot of people. Um, And, you know, there's a lot of worst case scenarios that could come from that. You know, the seller could say, oh, you didn't perform. And, you know, I've got a backup offer that's better. And then that really starts a whole chain of not so good things that could happen. Exactly. So So all comes down to, you know, really important. To remember, if you have modified your mortgage, tell your loan officer, tell your realtor, I modified my mortgage in whatever year. We will ask for the paperwork and we'll make sure that you're safe. Yeah. And the other thing that you can do, um, you know, we do this with our sellers. We pull what's called an O&E from our title company. And that we do on the front side of listing a property. And that will tell us, that will give us at least a very good snapshot of what's going on on your title, what mortgages are showing up. Is there anybody else on there that shouldn't be like an ex-spouse or something like that? Right. Well, we're going to cover some more ramifications of forbearance and all these modifications when we get back. You're listening to the Red Hot Real Estate Show with Mimi Shoneman and Shelly Ferris. Welcome back to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on MyTalk 107.1 and streaming on MyTalk1071.com. Mimi Shoneman from the Red Hot Real Estate Group, also Shelly Ferris from Caliber Home Loans, and we're taking your calls at 651-641-1071. So, Shelly, I think we forgot to get all of your digits out when we first started, so let's do we that. We did the yes. number, but we have new phone numbers and everything, right? Let's. Right. Well, we're not, the phone numbers are the same. Okay. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, no, the, um, I just need to... Speak to mine. You know, there are there are companies that make you do it on every phone call. They have you spew it out. So if I only have to do it once a radio show, that's pretty good. <laughs> so anyway, mine is uh, NMLS 367-826. And the company, again, 15422. Gotcha. And so, Shelly, what, what is okay. your email address and your phone number? Let's just do that, too. Great. Okay, great. Yep. So phone, uh, best place to reach me, 612 839 Six nine one eight, and my email is Shelly Ferris at CaliberHomeLoans.com. Perfect. Okay, so we're talking a little bit about forbearance, and it's yeah. funny when we have the breaks, we talk about a lot of little <laughs> stuff. Sometimes it's nonsense, yes. you know, and sometimes it's real stuff. So let's just talk about the next scenario that you're seeing out there in the marketplace about forbearance, Shelly. Okay. All right. So here's this. I've heard this multiple times, so I know it's out there. So this is the next kind of page two or whatever of the forbearance. Uh-oh. Um, so uh, what if you're selling your home? So I have a home right now. Um, I'm, I'm going to sell it, and then I want to buy onto another house. But I'm not going to sell until the end of summer. So I go into forbearance now, and then instead of making those house payments, I can save that money and put it towards my down payment on my next house. And uh, there's actually... Uh, real estate agents in the community that are encouraging people to do that. So it's not, 
that's not okay. Okay, so <laughs> no, 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 no. I think that's that's you know clearly there's an issue there because you know forbearance was put in place for the reason that it was, and that was to help people who were in trouble, uh, not for a fast you know savings account. Um, to do right. something for, exactly. for purchasing. So, you know, first of all, that's not going to work, right, Shelley? Right. It isn't going to work. And, and you know, it, it goes up to that same old adage, you know, if, if it seems too easy, it's probably not the right thing to do. And Fair that's enough. exactly the case. Yeah. And so, and, and the reason is, is because uh, um, it, it, it just adds to the whole tightening of the um, banking and mortgage industry because that lender that you used to make that payment to when you forbear your payment has to make the payment on your behalf. You still owe them, but they have to pay the agency. And that just tightens money. It just it makes it so it can't be nice and loose and liquid, which is what makes for easy underwriting guidelines. Gotcha. So uh, the agencies have directed that if anyone is currently in forbearance, until they get caught up, where they pay back the forbearance, they are not eligible for a new mortgage. And it doesn't count to pay it off with the sale of your proceeds for uh, getting to that you've paid it back. So now I can get a new mortgage. They're going to hold you back for 12 months before you're going to be eligible for a new mortgage. Okay, so let's just, you've said a few really important key pieces there. So somebody that's in forbearance right now, they have in their mind, okay, when all this COVID thing slows down and we get a cure, I'm going to be, you know, in the sweet spot because I'm going to be putting in the bank $2,000 a month that I'm not paying my servicer and I'm going to sell my house and buy a bigger house and everything's going to be sweet and it's just going to be wonderful. But what you're saying and what I heard you say is that, first of all, that's not cool. Um, to do that, um, because if you can pay it, just pay it. Okay, just do it. Right. Um, exactly. But you, when they come to you as a loan officer, you're you're seeing their financials, you're seeing all their credit reports, and that report is going to show that they are in forbearance. Correct. Right. That's right. Exactly. So the the credit reports themselves are not yet coded to show that the mortgage is in forbearance. So the underwriter is asking for your most recent two-month mortgage statements to prove that you're making a payment, that it's not being forbeared. So it's going to be found out. Whether they've asked for that documentation because you're only pre-approved and you're not yet under contract and they're actually underwriting the file or not, it's going to come up. That's going to happen. Well, you definitely don't want that to be what you... So the underwriter doesn't come into play until the very end game, right? It's like exactly. the very last two minutes of the, the fourth quarter, you know? And then <laughs> exactly. you'd you be like, okay, I've already picked out my paint. I, I've got the furniture picked out, got my lawnmower. <laughs> and then the underwriter calls you up and you're like, what do you mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, that's right. not what you want to do. Folks, don't do no. these, right. these funny schemes. Right. It will bite. You. And that's the whole point. I mean, I'm glad that you called it what it is. Funny schemes. Like don't like there are certain ways that yeah, you want to, you know, get str- sound financial advice so that you can come up with a plan to make sure that you're doing the overall best strategy for you and your family. But if it is really right. just this, you think you can like game the system? There are multiple reasons why it's not only unethical, but isn't going to work out to your benefit. So yeah. there's some right. things yeah, that we like, thought, I'm like, I'm sorry. We thought of it. Yeah, I'm sorry <laughs> that it's hard to do it this way. But, you know, that's part of what we're dealing with now is that things are tightening up because we don't want to end up in a scenario where people were 
where a lot of this this industry was based on schemes because that's what got us in the you know oh. got, but bit so many people in the last downturn. Yeah, is because right. schemes were available and, and they and we right. didn't really work. Two or three months to be sitting around thinking up some stuff, right? Right. Like, yeah. well, I'm going to sit here and have some more Doritos and see how I can figure out how to save money for a house. Right. No. Oh, golly. Yeah. It's so true. Well, and, and people wonder why. Well, why can't I do that? You said I can forbear. It's right in that act. Why, why, why? Well, it's because the new mortgage company thinks you might do that again. And they're going to be the ones that are going to end up having to make the payments to the agencies instead of you making the payments to them so they can make the payments to the agencies. So that's why it doesn't work. Okay. So just to recap that whole situation, um, if you have gone into forbearance from the moment that you pay it all back, okay, how long do folks wait before they can buy another house? So that's the thing that's kind of subject to underwriting at this point. Like you can totally have like, oh, I didn't know that that's what it meant. So here, I've been saving it up. I'll just pay it all back right now. And maybe you're selling at the end of the month. Well, you can prove that you paid it back prior to using the proceeds from the sale of your property for that piece of it. So um, so that works. You know, if you pay it back ahead of time, then you can be eligible. But not at all companies. That's where the okay. overlays come in. So different companies are going to have different guidance on that. You have to call a professional. Give give me a call. Give me me a call. We will help. Yes. And so <laughs> there, just my, my mind is like kind of running around in circles right now. So can they, if you're in forbearance, can somebody gift you the money to pay off your forbearance? So, um, again, subject to underwriting. But, yeah, you're you're thinking... You're thinking like a sneaky person. <laughs> am I? Oh, boy. Okay. Whatever. I am so from the can South. that work? I don't know. I, you know, it's so new and so fresh. This guidance is just coming from agencies within the last seven business days. Right. And so we're all kind of feeling our way through it to attach to our guidance to underwriting. So it's, I think a lot of it's going to come down to intent and if you, it could because if you don't have the money to pay back and you needed to get a gift, then you're kind of in trouble, right? A little bit financially. You're maybe didn't make some right decisions that way, or maybe you're on furlough and you have no income. Well, that's a whole another point of why you couldn't get a mortgage right. coming okay. right away in right. any way. So, you know, it it's kind of part of the whole picture. I that's why I'm not an underwriter. <laughs> Well, thanks for explaining that, Shelly. I'm sure there's other things yeah. that we need to cover, but let's go to the phones as well. Pam, thank you very much for calling the Red Hot Real Estate Show. We appreciate your patience. What's your comment on modifications? Pardon? Pam? Yeah, hi. Hi, go ahead. Um, yeah. Um, now, I know you guys were talking about, I mean, like, uh, modification. I'm uh, doing it and then with the purpose of uh, selling the house. Um, now the one we did, my husband and I, uh, we went through a modification and um, boy, I, I I have to tell you, I would absolutely, if anyone ever asked me, I would say don't do it. Don't do it. That's what we kind of were getting from a conversation we had with Shelly as well. So yeah, there's a right. lot of things that don't work out for you, right, Pam? Well, the thing is, is, and like with us, 
Uh, nobody bothered to tell us until after it was done. Uh, they threw it, they put us back to 30 years again. And so did your payment go up and your interest rate, Pam? No, and actually the reason that we started this in the first place is to lower our interest rate because uh, back we were back at 10%. Okay, wow. Mm-hmm. They were going to, they, um, they said the only way to lower it would be to go through, to go through a modification. And so it did lower our interest rate, but what ended up happening is this it was done during when uh, our mortgage company was being bought out by another one and so oh. we were in the middle of it and Boy. what happened is that um, the, the new mortgage company said oh well hold on you know don't don't make your payment but figure this out and they kept putting us off putting us off and did not fly or didn't go through the modification. And I mean, like this went on for, I swear, almost a year. And they kept messing around with our mortgage. And I finally, I couldn't get anywhere. I finally sent a letter to the attorney general. And how how long ago was this, Pam? uh, This was... Yeah, when all the mortgage mess was going on. Right, uh, right. Actually, we were with Bank of America. And um, uh, act, uh, the Attorney General actually asked if I would allow her to, you know, uh, contact them and go through our records. And uh, we were going to let him do it. And I'm not kidding, within about two days of af- after receiving the letter from her asking permission for that, we received a letter from the mortgage company that basically said if we tried doing anything, uh, they would foreclose immediately. Well, goodness, Pam, That's I'm sorry quite... that you managed to, to I'm, I'm sorry that you had to deal with all of that. And yeah. we appreciate you sharing that story so that other people can hopefully avoid the kind of pitfalls that you went through. So we know that knowledge is power. So thank you for sharing. Yeah. Thank you for calling, Pam. Yeah, because I'm, I'm actually right now doing the for trying to go through the forbearance with them um, with all this stuff going on. Right. And they said, yep. That's fine, no problem. Wrote it down. I said, okay. And then I called back to double check. I said, now this is what we're doing. The, the guy says, yep, uh, you will have, was it three months? You can, um, and your payments would go at the end of your mortgage. You would not have any, any charges or anything. And I said, that's exactly what I need. And then I got a letter from him. And it was absolutely not what we had agreed on the phone. Oh, it came out wow. different. It yeah. was the, it was the forbearance where you have to pay it back at the end of you know. And as you said, if you go if you do a forbearance, obviously you must be have short of money at the time. How at the end of that six or three months? Do they expect you to now be able to pay it back? Right. That's just so. it. I mean, I just, I cannot, it does not make sense at all, Pam. You're 100% right. So whatever me. you can do to not 
go into that forbearance period. You put the mortgage company in control when you do that because you're beholden to them. And they that's what you're doing. The reason, the reason that I could not go the other route is because I, my mortgage is an FHA. Well, thank you very, Pam. I'm so sorry that I have to, I appreciate you sharing that story and hopefully we can find some help for you. We'll make sure that we get your information as well if we need to follow up and, uh, cause we do need to go to break. But again, Shelly and Mimi, we appreciate you guys, you know, helping people navigate this and go, no, it is a complex scenario and it's not always, you need to know what questions to ask. Well, you know, you guys, you guys are awesome, by the way. Thank you, Pam. Thank Hold on. Sonny's going to get your information. You know, right. Sh- Shelly and I have had the, the... Welcome back to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on MyTalk 1071 and streaming on MyTalk1071.com. Just use the keyword Red Hot. And this is still so new. We're talking about forbearances and, and how you can still take the next step into home ownership and not have this be have this be a speed bump, not a roadblock, I guess is what we're trying to talk this through. Right, Shelly? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Yeah, lots of, and it's changing. It's morphing right in front of us. Right, because we were just talking to Pam, and Pam was talking about how difficult it was even to, as someone who had gone through a modification process before, at least now she knows what the hot buttons are to go, no, that's not what I, I don't want to do that again. I've had that happen before. So as we're going forward, you know that when we're talking about it, and Mimi had a a, a list of things of how can you get the money to pay off this forbearance if you need it more more quickly than you would. So yeah. what were your suggestions so, so we can ask again? I think, Shelly, you know, we're trying to figure, like, this is all new ground for all of us, right? right. It's not like we've had COVID forever. Um, so, right. but we can glean some some hints, I think, from what we saw in the past, right? So anytime somebody says modification, the hair on the back of my neck goes up. Right. Because I rem- Mine, remember yeah. distinctly people that I worked with and the pain and suffering that happened because of it. And so like what I was telling Ms. Shannon during the break is that when somebody says modification, I think that forbearance is just its cousin, you know, so it's, it's just the same situation, but a different way of, of talking about it. Um, Really good analogy. I just want to, you know, figure out how for people who are going to be coming out of forbearance and it's going to be millions of people, millions, um, so where can they get the money if they are if their goal is to buy another house? You know, I'm just trying to think outside the box. So if you're saying it's got to be your own money, the only thing that comes in my mind is they're going to have to liquidate some stuff or they're going to have to pull from their 401k. Correct? Right. That would be the most ideal solution is if you have a 401k to take it from. So how right. would how would that work? Let's say you're in a contract. Let's say you're closing July 15th. Take your 401k money, take a, a loan for yourself out of your 401k money. That way you won't pay taxes on the extraction from your 401k. Take a loan on that 401k, pay your uh, forbearance back immediately. And then when you sell your house, you basically will net that same amount back again, okay. right? Because you were intending that it was going to come out of your net. And then you can pay back your 401k money with that. So you're really only loaning your money, self money for about a 40 day period of time to make yourself lendable again. Okay. And so if they do that, I would suggest if you guys are are listening to this and this is something that's, you know, you're, you're thinking, Oh, that's a strategy that'll work for me. Um, I think that first of all, you want to get it in writing from your institution that they've recorded that payment and get a date stamp 
because what we yeah. saw in the in the down market is there was so much paperwork going on that like if somebody had a short sale and if it didn't get recorded at the courthouse, then the clock doesn't start ticking for when you can buy another house until that's recorded. Right. Gotcha. Shelley? Exactly. That's right. Exactly. Wow. Yes. So, you know, you want to make sure you get all your documentation if you're going to be doing some of these things and talk to an expert like Shelly. Um, get a second opinion for the love of man. And, you know, because you her opinion could be completely opposite of somebody else's opinion. And then do your reading, read and, mm-hmm. and talk to people about what they went through and and kind of ask questions to see you know, what what strategy would be the best way for me to go. And Mimi and Shelly, it seems right. to me that part of the reason why we're encouraging people to look into this is that we know that people are hurting and they need options. And so we don't want them to preemptively take what looks like a really easy option that then will come back to make their life more dis- difficult in the long yeah. run. Yeah. Well, you know, Shelly, there's a lot of misinformation out there, right? Right. Right. That's just it. Mm -hmm. That's why we're not saying, to be very clear, we're not saying you you shouldn't do this or you can't do this or don't do this. We're saying make sure that you have all of your ducks in a row. Make sure that you've tapped somebody who can maybe speak it to you in a language you can understand because that stuff's all full of legalese and yada 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 is in there so let us help you understand that if you sign on the dotted line this is what you're undertaking not just a wing and a prayer it, financials is nothing to be a wing and a prayer about right tap somebody to help you understand it if you don't well so we're heading into the very last segment of the show i want to remind everybody that they can reach us during the week uh mimi at mn com and by phone 651-578-2218 and then shelly can you just quickly uh, you know go in one more scenario about forbearance that you think is important for folks to know so um i think it's important that people you know read the information that they're potentially agreeing to. I was so proud of what Pam had brought to us in the last segment that, you know, I went over it with them. I even called back and asked questions. I thought, yep, this is the road I want to be on. And when the paperwork came in the mail, she still read it, and it wasn't what she thought it was supposed to be. She could have just as easily got it in the mail, signed it, and sent it back, Mm -hmm. and boom. Oh, that's not what they told me. She was smart enough to read about it. So, yeah, I just think that's really important to tap us, give us a call. My cell is 612-839-6918. Don't be shy. This is no time to be a turtle. <laughs> yeah. My parting word. <laughs> you know, um, there are lots of questions that folks have about real estate. It might not be about forbearance. It might be about the market in their particular location here in the Twin Cities. You know, some of the questions that we're hearing is, you know, what about the affected neighborhoods in the riots? Mm-hmm. Now, if you've got questions about that, if, if things are resellable still and, and how is it going, we want to be able to answer those questions for you because we know that that's first and foremost on your mind. So be sure and reach out to us during the week. Right. And you can always, again, get a hold of them at uh, uh, Mimi Wister's again. Mimi at MNRedHotRealEstate.com. And Shelly, we gave out your mobile number, 612-839-6918. You can always also find us if you go to our website, MyTalk1071.com, keyword Red Hot.